and I've been teaching you the mandate given to me by God this year is about the kingdom, to teach about the kingdom and the power and the authority and the dominion attached to the kingdom, all right? So I, I also told you the very first, uh, uh, first public statement that Jesus made, made was in the book of Matthew chapter 4 and verse, uh, verse 17. Can somebody tell me what that was, please? It says, repent. You know, I love it in Tamil. It says, manam marudal. It says, change your mind, right? When you say in English, when you say repent, it's very difficult for you to understand. But in Tamil, it is spot on. Manam marudal. That means change your mind, change your thinking. Why is Jesus saying change your thinking? Because what is happening is, for the last 1800 years, we've been hearing the wrong things. We've been hearing everything else except the kingdom. And everything the Bible talks about is the kingdom. That's why from the beginning of this year, I've been teaching you about kingdom and you and you and I need to know more and more about the kingdom and the revelations behind the kingdom so Jesus said repent that is change your mind change your thinking why the kingdom of God is here that means you and I need to operate from the kingdom of God not a foundation of a religion are you with me so far because what happens with a religion is the religion tells you that you have issues now, you have problems now, you have debts now, you have sickness now, no problem, there is a hope in the future and the future is in the eternity, it is in heaven, you go there, everything will be fine. Till that time, you just endure and you suffer through religion. That's what religion tries to teach you. But I want to tell you, Jesus never did that. Everywhere he went, what did he do? He changed the circumstances of the people. So I want to tell you today, your Jesus, the one who you worship, the one who you call, who you call personal savior, is here to change your personal circumstances around. Why? What is he doing? <coughs> He's showing you the power of the kingdom of God. All right? Are you with me so far today? Right? That's why he said, you know, in our lives, we've been a Christian for the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So what happens is we've been following a lot of rituals. We've been following different kinds of religious teachings and sentiments. And that's why he said, you got to change your mind around, change your thinking. What? Understand, get rid of all the stuff which you have learned, which is not worthy, which is not from God, and then get the right stuff inside. That is what, what kingdom is all about. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Luke chapter 4, because today I'm teaching you the final part, God willing, about stirring up your gifts, all right? Your gifts can never be stirred unless you know your purpose. Can, I, can you say that with me? Your gifts can never be utilized unless you know your purpose. Can you say that with me? My gifts will not be utilized until I know my purpose. You understand? So without knowing your purpose, there is no point in even trying to find out your gifts. You have to know your purpose. Once you know your purpose, God has given you the gifts which you need to accomplish whatever your purpose is. So Luke 4 and 43 says, and he said unto them, okay, 443 said, and he said unto them, please read if you will, those watching at home, it's on your screen. Please read if you don't mind nice and loud. I'm sorry, what? I didn't get that part. I didn't get that part. What did he say? I must preach religion to the next village, yeah? What did he say? I don't know. What did he say? I must preach religion to the next cities. I, 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 need, to pre I, I need to preach a, a, a new denomination to, into the second city. What did he say? I don't know. I didn't get it. Talk to me. What did he say? He said, I must preach. And he said unto them, I must preach. I must preach. Say that with me. I preach. What? See, that mandate is on you right now. Right? It is not on, on Jesus alone. That mandate is on you. He said, go into all the world and make you what? Disciples. That mandate is on you. So he says, I must preach. Talk to me. I must preach what? Talk to me, please. I must preach what? Did he say religion? 
No, did he say anything else? Did he say resurrection? No, he said, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities. All right. And then there's a colon there. And then he says, please read that. That, that is what I want to focus today. Therefore am I sent. What was his purpose? Talk to me. What was the purpose of Jesus Christ? Why did he come to planet earth? He came to speak one thing. And what was that one thing? He came to speak about kingdom. So he says, I'm going to go from this city today. And then I'm going to the next city. And the next city. And the next city. And what am I going to do there? I'm going to speak the kingdom of God. And then I'm going to heal the sick. I'm going to cause the blind to see. I'm going to heal the lepers. I'm going to cast out demons. Every time the kingdom is preached, there is going to be signs and wonders and miracles and that is what I'm seeing in our church and I've been operating in this for the last 30 years why because I know kingdom I know my purpose so the other day when I was talking to somebody I asked them hey are you going and studying the stuff the subject I'm teaching about kingdom and the answer was no the problem is if you do not study the word of the kingdom of God you will not get the revelation of the kingdom of God and if you do not have the revelation of the kingdom of God you will not possess the kingdom of God and if you do not possess the kingdom of God your purpose will not come out and if your purpose does not come out your gifting will not come out and your gifting does not come out you will accomplish nothing on planet earth wow pastor jeff that's great preaching <laughs> did you just understand that? those are not in my notes do you understand that's the holy spirit pulling it out of me right now because you got to understand that unless you have a purpose your gifting is never going to come out and that is why Jesus said, I have come that I may preach the gospel of the kingdom to this city and that city and this city. And that's the same thing that he's given you and I. He's called you to preach what? Not a religion, not a ritual. He's called you to preach the kingdom and show the power and the authority and the dominion of the kingdom. Amen and amen and amen. So that's why he said, therefore am I sent please read that and I must preach the kingdom of God and to other cities therefore am I sent what am I sent for to preach about the gospel of the kingdom of God that is why he calls you a church and at the church the Greek word is called ecclesia and I will explain that later on when I teach now he called you the church and he did and he did not say sit in one place he said go into all the world and make you what disciples and he did and he told them go to the non-believer listen to this and listen to this well he said go to the non-believer do not show them rituals don't show them songs don't try and be a ruler and judge over the people like many pastors like to do but teach them kingdom heal the sick cast out demons and whatever you're doing like this right keep repeating it everywhere you go did not Jesus do that Talk to me. That's exactly what he did. From every city, every village he went, he did this over and over and over and over again. And I was wondering why this great urgency in Jesus. Because he finished his purposes three and a half years. He went from city to city to city preaching the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. And then I, I, I saw something else. He, he had 12 disciples and he trained them to do the same thing. And then from the 12, he had 72 or 70 sometimes the Bible says. And he trained them again to do what? He sent them out and he said, guys, well, Whenever you go, wherever you go, whichever city you go in, you make sure you teach them one thing and one thing alone. You teach them the kingdom and then what do you do? You heal the sick, you, you heal the blind, you heal the leper, you cast the demons out and make sure that everybody is free. And then from the 70, then I see 120 people coming and the 120 people coming together and he's doing the same thing with them. And then he uh, grabs another 150 people and he says, wait, the, the anointing is coming. The Holy Spirit is coming down. Go wait for the anointing because I got to go. Now this is something so powerful and I really didn't 
didn't understand. That's why Luke 16, 16 says. What does Luke 16, 16 say? Do you know what it is? It's not on the, on the, on the thing. He says what? The kingdom must be preached and people are rushing into the kingdom. You've got to learn to come into the kingdom, my brother, my system. Now, 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 I, 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 was, I was led to see a certain set of numbers on the internet, all right? And I was very shocked because I was wondering why Jesus was so having this urgency to go from one place to another. And then the Lord showed me something on the internet. It's, it's available there. And he said the current world population is 7.9 billion people. How many? Talk to me. 7.9 billion people. And out of that 7.9, India has 1.4 billion. And China has 1.44 billion people. Now the question is this. Who's going to reach them? Is Jesus going to come back up uh, from heaven and do that? No. He's given you and I the authority to reach these people. And what we do is we do religion. We play church. We do not operate authority. That's the problem. So then I kept looking. And as I was saying, he was showing me, look, she was showing me some more numbers. There are the number of people born per, per day uh, uh, um, in, on planet earth. Per day on planet earth is Four lakh people, 400,000 people are born per day on earth. Now, who's going to touch those 400,000 people? I mean, we have to wait for them to become 10, 12 years old, right? The little children, they have to grow old before they even understand and think about Christ. But who's going to touch them? And that is where I began to understand something. And that's what my message is about. Because that's why he gave you the gifts. Now, as you go further, right? Uh, 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 the, the number of deaths on planet earth each day. 158,600 people, 1,58,000 people are dying every day on planet Earth. And my question, look at me please, 158,000, right? Do these people who are dying, do they know Christ? Have they received the free gift of salvation? Let me ask you something. Are they going to be resurrected when the trumpet blows? Probably not. Why? Because we sat and we did church. We sat and we played religion. We did not understand kingdom. And that is where our problem is. The gifting in your life is for somebody else. Yes, no. <coughs> we are in mango season, yeah? How many of you love mangoes? Come on, talk to me. <coughs> okay, some of us even climb over walls, right? To the next door neighbor to get the mangoes. And everybody's looking at my wife, amen. Now, have you noticed... The mango which you get off a mango tree is the gift of the mango tree. Have you ever seen a mango eating its own gift? No, your gift is for somebody else. You are called with a purpose and that purpose is to show out your gifting exactly like Jesus did. You understand? See, you are not called to go from one bill to another bill, from one EMI to another EMI, from one debt to another debt, from one job to another job. You are called with purpose. But the devil has blinded us and he's caused us to sit in one place and be absolutely nobody. He's made us a slave. And Jesus came so that you will not be a slave. Look at somebody and say, I'm not a slave. Come on, come on, come on. See, in India, the number of births in India is 73,000 people per day. All right? Now, the deaths in India uh, is, is 26,000, 27,000 people per day. And these are people who do not know Christ. And we, the body of Christ, we're going to fly off to heaven. We have failed in our job. Yet, the truth is this. You have been equipped to touch 7.9 billion. You have been equipped to touch 7.9 billion. Look at somebody and say, I am equipped. Come on, quickly, quickly, quickly. I am equipped. Right? See, 
look at somebody and say, I'm not called to go from one job to another job. Sister, you're a dentist. I'm not called to go from one mouth to another mouth. I'm a physiotherapist. I'm not going to go from one muscle to another muscle. Those are things which you do, but that is not your purpose. Your purpose is to operate in the giftings that you've been called for. You understand? I'm a teacher. I go from one student to another student. No, you bring your gifting out for that student. See, you've got to rethink your mind. You, re- you need to rethink your mentality. Because you see, God did not call you to be ordinary. He called you to be supernatural. He called you to be above and not beneath. He called you to be somebody. That's why God took somebody called a Moses who was well trained in the world system and he took him and put him in the desert for 40 years and made him a nobody and then he took the nobody and made him a somebody. Why? That's how our God works and he wants you to be somebody. He wants you to be supernatural, powerful, anointed. Look left, look right and say, I am somebody in Christ. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. I do not think, come on, tell somebody, I don't think your purpose is praying one bill to another bill moving from one job to another job. Is that right or wrong? Is that right or wrong? Oh, well, what are we living for? Oh, I have to pay my EMI. I bought a flat. I'm a slave now for the next 30 years. So every month on the 7th of every month, I have to pay 30,000 rupees. My entire salary goes, oh, my stress. And then I have a heart attack. And before you know it, I die and I still haven't paid, for, paid off the house. Isn't that right? That is the situations of our life. And Jesus gave you and I authority and dominion over these situations. And that is why the devil says, no, no, no. Follow religion. In religion, it teaches you to endure. He says, Jesus said, I give you authority now. Say now. My God, look at the joy in our people. Because you know why? 40 years of religious thinking has brought you down, has been made you comfortable like a slave. And that's what the problem is. Jesus never taught you to be a slave. In him, in him, in him is what he says. In him you are free. In him you have power, authority, dominion. All right? Now, that's where the devil has used us and he's caused us to be deceived. All right? Jesus came to tell you that you are not a slave. Look left, look right and say, I'm not a slave. Look left, look right and say, I'm more than a conqueror. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, look at somebody and say, I have dominion and authority. Look at somebody and say, I have power over over every situation in my life. Again, one more thing. Look at somebody and say, thousands of people are waiting for your gift. Come on, tell somebody that. One more time. Thousands of people. Thousands of people are waiting for a Dr. Jacob. They're waiting for a Dr. Seema. Not because they're doctors. They're waiting for what? For the giftings and the calling that is unquenchable which is within them. Because thousands of people need that. Amen. Right? I want you to understand, you know, because, you know, I, I, I was in a, in a, in a, in a senior, senior role working with Citibank. But I hated every minute of my job. Why? Because that was not my purpose. And the day I quit, it was the happiest day of my life. And I ran with the gospel all over the globe. And one day I'm standing in Canada and I'm preaching and I finished the church service. And after the church service, people are coming and they're talking to me. They're asking me questions and I'm clearing, clearing up their doubts. And I'm standing here out of the corner of my eye. I caught a beautiful girl coming by. Really, really pretty girl. She was about 20 meters away from me and she was walking closer and closer. And then I heard a noise. I heard a crack, crack, crack. And I was wondering what was going on. And I looked and this pretty girl, she was bending backward and she was going tuck, 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 tuck. And you could see her back 
going crack, 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 crack. And I thought, oh my God, they're going to blame me. They're going to put me in jail because that's happening because of me. And this girl was just going backward. And then they grabbed her and they brought her. And I said, and, and the Holy Spirit inside me told me, there's a problem. This is the bondage. Cast it out. And I cast it out. And boom, this girl stood up straight again. What was the problem? She is from Sri Lanka. She followed some weird religion and she was a drug addict and she had all kinds of issues in her life. But what happened was, I am not aware of what it is, but the gifting in me is aware of what is going on. 20 meters away, the girl begins to manifest because the power of God is not in me and it is around me. Why? Because I'm manifesting the power. Look at somebody and say, you are called to manifest the power of God. Look at somebody and say, I'm not here to hide the authority of God. Come on. Now, because, because I went all the way from India to Toronto in Canada, and because I went to that particular place to minister, that lady is set free. Do you understand? Why was that lady set free? She was not a statistic. She was a number. She was God's chosen. Why is she in bondage? Because there's a gifting and a calling and an anointing on her life. That is why the devil was trying to destroy her. So what happened was there was nobody available in Canada. They were just like you and I, sitting in our church, saying, playing religion. So God pulled me out and put me there so that I can do something for somebody. And that is what you must understand. The anointing in your life is not for you. It is for somebody else. And if somebody in Canada needs you, be ready to go. Hey, if somebody needs you in Afghanistan. Oh, Pastor, please send Pastor Shirley, not me. <laughs> if somebody needs you in Afghanistan, my brother, you need to go. That's where your miracles are going to work. Amen. Are you with me so far, my brother, my sister? Right? Now, 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 listen. We were talking about America, no food and all that. But the truth of the matter is in the book of Matthew chapter 24 and 14, it says, 24, 14 says. Come on, please read with me if you will. 24, 14. 24, 14, are we there? Matthew 24, 14. If not, it's on the screen. Please read. And the, and the gospel of the church shall be preached. The gospel of the denomination shall be. Come on, Sammy, tell me what it is. The gospel of the, sorry, I didn't get that, right? And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. Where? In all the world. That is why he said, I give you authority and dominion. Go into all the world and do what? And make disciples of the nations. That's why he said, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations. Now watch this. Please read the last part. And the end shall come. When is the end coming? When the whole world starts learning about the kingdom. That is why now the movement of the kingdom is coming in. I know kingdom 30 years ago. Now I'm preaching the kingdom. Because God told me this year preach the kingdom. Yesterday, my daughter who's in the US, she called and said she's going for a concert with Toby Mac. You guys heard of Toby Mac? Great gospel singer, right? So along with Toby Mac, four other bands are playing, right? And she was telling me that all the bands who were on stage and playing, all of them had one message. Guess what the message was? They were all speaking kingdom. Why? It is now we are coming to the end times. Why? Because the Bible says it's not about rumors of wars or, or some kingdom taking any other kingdom. It is about the fact that the kingdom is being preached. And I want to tell you, look at me, you holy religious people. Look at me. The kingdom is a narrow entry path. It is not a wide religious path. It is a narrow entry path. And the Bible says only few people find it. Are you the few? 
That's what I want to encourage you today because you are the few. Remember 26,000 people are dying each day in India and 156,000 per year all over globally. All right. So that is why you and I need to start preaching the kingdom. Look at somebody and say, I got to start preaching the kingdom. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I got to start preaching the kingdom. Right? Because these people are dying without the free gift of salvation. Can you imagine something is free and they're dying without that freedom? They're not getting it free. This, this is the problem. We have it and we are not giving it out. That's why you have to take the good news of the kingdom to them quickly, my brother, my sister. Understand you have a purpose in your life. Again, your purpose is not going from one job to another job and getting a hike in your salary. No, 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 no. Your job is not going from one debt to another debt. There is something bigger. For this cause have I been sent is what Jesus said. For this purpose have I been sent. What was the purpose? To preach the gospel. Amen, amen, and amen. So you were born to do something important. Look at somebody and say, hey man, you're called, you're, you're called to do something important. You're called to do God's purpose. Now here's the key. You're called to do God's purpose, not your will. <laughs> you didn't get that. If I paid $100,000 and I bought Dr. Jaker, can he do his will? He has to do what? My will, right? Did Jesus not say that he has purchased you? So why are you doing your will? The reason you're doing your will is because you've not understood kingdom. You've not understood prayer, kingdom style. You've not understand, understood how to operate in the anointing of the Holy Spirit to see results. You see, wherever you see results is what you will do. Yes or no? You understand? That is why you're called, my brother, my sister. Now, when I look at some of you here, I see Sammy here. And I say, Sammy, you are one in 300 million. Wow. When I see Hannah, I say, Sana, you are one in 300 million. Sabina, one in 300 million. Pastor, what are you talking about? When a husband loves his wife and he releases sperm out of him, 300 million sperms are released. And God looks at those 300 million sperms and he says, out of the 300 million one, he looks at one and he says, you, 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 only you, you will connect to that egg. And that is you, my brother, Dr. Jack. That is you, my sister Shirley. That's you, Sammy. That's you, Justin. One in 300 million. What an odd. Look at the odds on that. One in 300 million. And then you know what he does? He takes that person and he anoints them with his power, his authority, his dominion and his gifts. And he did not do that to put you in a church. He told you to be deployed, not employed. This is when you should be clapping and say, oh, pastor, great preaching. You didn't get it. He didn't ask you to be employed. He asked you to be deployed. You still didn't get it. We are one in 300 million. You're one in 300 million. God trusts you with his Holy Spirit, my brother. That is why he can only use you for the 7.9 billion that are dying. He did not call you for the ordinary. He asked you to operate in wisdom and in knowledge. He asked you to operate in the supernatural because 7.9 billion are in need of the gifting that God has put into your life. Think with me, my friend, my brother, my sister. You see, the kingdom, the authority, the anointing and the dominion of God never works without the operation of wisdom. 
That's why you need to operate in wisdom as well. Proverbs 11 and 30. Look at the wise man next to you and say, and give them a big smile. People around you, they're wise people. Look all around. Look at the person behind you and smile at them. They are wise people. Right? Now, Proverbs 11.30. Please read if you will. And it says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Fruit of the righteous meaning legal right standing. A person is legally right before the Lord. And because he's legally right before the Lord, he is a tree of life. You know what a tree of life is? A tree gives life. Yes or no? Right? A tree of life. Now, I like the last part of that. Please read as loud as you can. Stop. Stop. I didn't get you. I said read as loud as you can. Stop. I didn't get that. Hold on. At the count of three. Those at the home as well. The last part. Come on. That he that winneth so. Come on. Nice and shout. Nice and loud. Shout it out. Right. Now. Look left. Look right. How do is that guy operating in wisdom? I'm sorry. Is that guy operating in wisdom? Look at me. Be honest. Pastor, in the year 1952, I brought one person to church. Look at me, wise people. You're not called to go from one silly job to another job. You're called for something big, something powerful, something that is not ordinary. And here we are settling to be a slave from one EMI to another EMI. And he said, the wise man winneth souls. You cannot win souls without the manifestation of the kingdom of God out of you. Can I say that again? You cannot win souls without the manifestation of the kingdom of God out of you. One man was sitting here in the earlier service. I spoke to him. I gave him a clear prophetic word. He almost fell down to his feet because he wanted to meet me again. And he's coming to meet me on Tuesday morning. What is he doing? He's turning his life over. I was telling you about the guy with the cirrhosis of the liver. Same thing happens. What am I doing? I'm operating out of the giftings which God has called you. Call. Now you have those same giftings. What are you doing my friend? Now listen and listen well. The Holy Spirit cannot be hidden inside. It has to be See the word? What's the word? What's the word? Talk to me. The Holy Spirit has to be manifest everywhere Jesus went. You know what he did? He manifested the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what the word manifest means? When we say a, a person who is demon-possessed manifested, we understand that, right? Right? What is it? The action of the demonic. And he's saying here the same thing. The Holy Spirit also acts out of you. He's saying you need to act out. You need to allow the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And you've got to do this each and every day. When you go for your job, when you go to your workplace, you take your gifting with you. And when that gifting is there, and when that gifting is operation in operation, it makes you the best. Because it is a spirit of excellence. He causes you to be the best in your workplace. You become the best dentist in Chennai or in Tamil Nadu. You become the best teacher in this place. You become the best at whatever you do. That's what the gifting does. And then, you know what? You become a precious commodity. People will come to you. Why? The gift began to work in and out of you. That's the purpose God has called you for my brother, my sister. He did not just call you to go from one debt, from one issue, one problem, one relationship issue to another one. 
right? He called you for something big, something powerful. He did not call you to go from one depression to heart disease to sickness to tuberculosis and whatever else. He called you for something big, right? So now look at this. Luke 17 and verse 20, please. Please, please mark this in your Bible. Luke 17 and 20. Luke 17 and 20 says, can we all read this nice and loud? Are we there? Yes. Luke 17, 20 says, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, who are the Pharisees? Organized religion, right? Right. Now, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, come on guys, read. When the kingdom of God should come, he answered and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. In other words, just because you look here and there, the kingdom of God is not going to come, right? We are all waiting for the arrival of the kingdom. Oh, the end of the world, the arrival of the kingdom. No, he says, no, watch this. He says, neither shall you say, lo here or lo there. For behold, read the last part, please. Wow, look left, look right and say, hey man, the kingdom is inside you. I'm sorry, where's the kingdom? I'm sorry, what? Hey, bro, what, what are you doing hiding the kingdom inside? There's a whole kingdom. Who is this? This is the same authority and power and dominion that was on Adam at the beginning of creation. That is the same power and authority and dominion which came down on Jesus Christ. And that is the same thing that you and I have today right now. And he is inside you. You don't have to go looking for him. You don't have to shout and scream for him. You don't have to get into an emotional frenzy to hear his word. Do you understand? No. You guys are looking so lost. Look left and look right and say you have the kingdom inside. What is the kingdom for? It's for your operating in the gifts of the kingdom all the nine gifts of the holy spirit plus more are what you're supposed to operate in but you know what we say it's for the pastor that's a religion talking oh it's for the elders it's for the for the uh, deacons no it's not for us no 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 jesus destroyed all that and he said the way to the father is through me not through the pope not through the deacon not through anybody else it is through me and i leave you the holy spirit you understand? What does the Holy Spirit do? He's going to do everything Adam did. Now, my brother, my sister, 1 Corinthians 12. Come on. You know where I'm going with this. 1 Corinthians 12. Anybody know what 1 Corinthians 12 is? Sure. It's about the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Come on. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 4. And I want you to read this with me. Now. Now there are diversities. Of gifts. But the same. Spirit. There are differences of. Administration. But the same Lord. And there, there are. Diversities of. Operations. But it is the same God. Which worketh in all. When you say operations and diversities. And administrations. It sounds more like a business organization. Doesn't it? Now, watch this. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh in all. Now, please focus on verse 7 and mark it in your Bible, if you will. And it says, but the hiding of the Holy Spirit, but the hiding of the Holy Spirit is the cause for debt. Isn't it? Isn't it? I just read the Bible correctly. Please look. But the manifestation of the spirit 
is given to every man to profit. What is he saying? Talk to me. What is he saying? The manifestation of the spirit, the outworking of the spirit brings out your gifts to the people around you. And when that gift is so sharp and so beautiful, people around the globe call you. And when they call you, you go there and you minister the power of the Holy Ghost. And what does it bring you? It brings you what? Talk to me. Nobody likes to say that. We like to be poor. We think being poor is holy. Look at somebody and say, being pure, poor is not holy, my brother. Being holy is foolish. Do you understand? Show me one poor man in the Bible. There isn't one. Watch this. Now, all of you know the different gifts, right? The gifts work when there is a manifestation. Say manifestation. Say manifestation. Say manifestation. The manifestation doesn't happen because you sit in a chair and you speak in tongues. You didn't get that. Manifestation of the Holy Spirit does not happen because you sit on a chair and speak in tongues. Manifestation of the Holy Spirit comes when you go out and you start touching people who do not know Christ. When you start influencing people, the anointing comes out. So you guys know the nine giftings, right? The, the, uh, can you tell me the, the, the giftings of the Holy Spirit? All right. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. Faith. Gifts of healing. Come on, you run the verses. Right? Gifts of healing. Verse 10, working of miracles, prophesying. Now, very important, discernment of spirits, extremely, extremely important. Discernment of spirits, all right? To another diverse kinds of tongues, to the other, to another interpretation of tongues. Now, but all these worketh, verse 11, can you please read verse 11? But all these work at that one and the self same spirit dividing to every man severally as the Holy Spirit wills. Alright. So let me go around and explain to you how this works. Right. So now Jesus looks at a person who is sick. And now he demonstrates how to manifest the anointing of the Holy Spirit in his life. The other word for the Holy Spirit is called what? You just read it. Who's inside? Wow. Oof. Amen. Kingdom. What's the other word for the Holy Spirit? Kingdom. Who's inside? Kingdom. Right. Now, please do not refer your Bible, but please tell me Ephesians 3.20. I'm looking for chocolates or maybe a book to throw at you. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Now here's your key. According. Come on, read, read, read. According. You're, you're, you're quoting another verse. According to the power. Who's inside? According to the power that work at the who is inside. Hey, Nigella Blanca Bagring, eh? Who's inside? Give me another name for the Holy Spirit. Who's inside? So what's inside? The greatest power on earth. 
The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same power that was on the face on the face of the earth which was faceless and void. And that same authority, the anointing and dominion which was on Jesus is inside you and I. And religion says, no it is not. And I'm here to tell you the kingdom is here. He said, change your mind. Why the same authority, that power is inside you? What is it inside for? To do something. It is not for a goose pimple experience. When you have a problem, oh Lord, help me, help me, problem Lord. No, before the problem comes, look at the storm and say, get lost. So easy. Let me give you an example of the outworking or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And let me show you a simple scripture where we are familiar with. I showed you this before. Luke 13 and verse 11. This is about the lady with the infirmity who was bound for 18 years. Let's read. Luke 13 and verse 11, 12 and 13. Please read. Behold, there was a woman. You guys enjoying this? You guys have gift inside? Hidden? Of course it is. Somebody saying no, but somebody says yes. It's hidden, it has to come out. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Now, you know the guy who wrote this, right? Who? The author, who? Look, right. So only after Jesus revealed it was a spirit of infirmity, he knew it was a spirit of infirmity, right? So behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. How long? 18 years. And was how? Well, how was she? How was she? Bowed down, bowed together. And could in no wise lift herself up. When Jesus saw her, please read guys, I'm tired here. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and he said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed for thine, from thine infirmity. And he laid hands on her and immediately, say immediately. See, that's kingdom talking. Where was she? She was in a synagogue. What is that? Your organized religion with the Pharisees. For 18 years in a religious system. No healing. And then the kingdom walks in and says, Woman, come here. You are loosed. That is the power of the kingdom. How long did it take? Oh, 40 days of fasting and prayer. 3 days of fasting and prayer. Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing. He commanded and she was made whole. And straight away, she was healed and she glorified God. Now church, close your Bibles, listen to me. How many gifts are manifested there? Let me show you. The first gift which was manifested is the gift of knowledge. Because the Holy Spirit said that is the spirit of infirmity. Number two, to call that out, you got to have faith. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? Talk to me. So what was the second gift? The second gift was faith. Now, the third gift, which was operation, was healing. Yes or no? Yes. Now, the healing was instant. Yes? What do you call that? Come on, you guys are intelligent. What do you call that instant healing? It's called a miracle. Thank you. What was that gift in operation? The gift of miracles. The next thing is called a wonder. Wow! 18 years and boom, immediately she stands up. What's that called? Signs and wonders. Is that a gift? Yes, it is. Right. And then he opened his mouth and he says, Woman, thou art loosed. He spoke. What is that gift called? It's called prophesying. Right. And then finally, after that, the pastor there, the senior pastor shouted at Jesus. Right. Now, when he shouted at Jesus, he operated in another gift called wisdom and told him to go mind his own business. Right. How many gifts did Jesus operate in for one healing? 
That's why I'm telling you, you will operate in all the gifts plus more, which the Holy Spirit has called you with. You are not called to do one gift, which is prophecy alone. No, 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 no. You're called to operate in all the giftings, all the time. That is why God has called you. You are one in 300 million. Can, can you believe those odds? One in 300 million. That little boy there. One in 300 million. You, look, look left, right. Look left, right. One in 300 million. And you were ordained by God to carry his power, his dominion, his authority. You are somebody special. Amen. This is the time you got to be clapping your hands off, man. Whoa, what enthusiasm. Look at somebody and say, you are special. Come on, one more time. You are important to God. Hey, you know, very insecure people say, oh, God doesn't love me. Man, if God didn't love you, why did he even shed his blood for you? You are somebody of great value. Let me give you a simple example on how to manifest the spirit. You're a teacher. You're sitting in this classroom. You're teaching maths. I don't know what subject. Boring subjects. Are you a math teacher? Sorry. Oh, she's. I always say there's a special place in hell for math teachers. <laughs> That's because I barely pass maths. Because I've not called into maths. Right? Anyway, math teachers are good teachers. They're good fun. Now listen. So, you're a math teacher. You're an English teacher. Okay. And there's this little boy sitting at the back of the class. And he is a pain in the neck. Yes? I'm sure you have students like that. Basically, he's very rebellious in nature. You look at that boy, and now you're operating in the giftings of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit tells you, that man is called for my purpose. And you say, Lord, he's very rebellious. And he says, yes, that's the devil working in him. So, the Holy Spirit tells you, go, set him free. And you look at him. Yeah, you're irritated. Yeah, you're angry. It's fine. But you walk softly over to that fellow. And you're asking, Holy Spirit, what do I do? The Holy Spirit said, cast him out. I need your help right now. So you go there. He's sitting there. He's rebellious. He's screaming. He's shouting. You softly put your hand on top of his head with love. With love. Put your hand on his head. You open your mouth and say, rebellion, leave now in Jesus' name. And poof. That goes. And then you watch his face. And you see that there's a change in his face. And there's a glow upon his face. And now you know what he's called for is going to come out. Because you operated in the giftings for the 7.9 billion. And then very, very quickly that boy becomes your brightest student in your class. And he becomes your most favorite student. And that teacher now becomes the most favorite teacher and very soon his parents will come and before you know those parents will start sharing their family problems and you will do the same thing you will operate in love and you'll break down those barriers there and before you know it you are operating in your kingdom you become the best teacher and people will come to your class amen put your hands together for yourselves come on now now can i borrow you for a minute Tarun? thank you buddy I'm glad he's got his mask on. Come this side. Now here I am. Stand right here. Is he insured? Is he insured? Just asking. So here I am. I'm a school teacher. But I'm not a kingdom teacher. I'm based out of religion. Yeah? I'm based out of religion. 
and I see this don't look at me like that. you're scared already <laughs> and, and I see this guy and I see rebellion and the only thing I can see is red I can just get angry I want to throw a brick at this fellow because he's destroying my classroom please go ask forgiveness in your class for what you did stay 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 right there so now I'm seeing I'm just anger is coming out of me but the Holy Spirit speaks and says pray for him he's a chosen vessel now I'm religious, yeah? In religion, I'm full of emotion, yeah? So I go there. Have you seen that? Have you seen people do that? Now I got to pray for his neck because I just broke his neck as well. Are you okay? That's why I asked if he had insurance. Thank you. You saw what religion does? It destroys people. It never builds up people. You know what I operated out of? I operated out of emotion, not out of power. I did not operate out of authority. God has called you to operate out of power, authority and dominion. Not out of emotion. The Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit, not to your emotion. You are a spirit being, not an emotional or a soulish being. The emotion is to be in check so that you can operate in the flesh.